Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Take Command Podcast. That's Logan Paulson. I am Craig Hoffman. All right, Logan, there's a next group of three in terms of the quarterbacks that I think everyone's got in a different order. Uh, Michael Penix seems to be the guy that's that's in sixth, if you will, uh, most of the, most places. And then it's pick your flavor of Bo Nix or J.J. McCarthy. I think Nix is probably the would come in fourth in a in a universal rankings then McCarthy then Penix there's some guys that love McCarthy there's some guys that are like I don't want to touch McCarthy with a 10 foot pole super wide variance there which makes sense because there's only so much tape on him which we'll get to in a second how would you rank those three though and then we can get into them each individually uh, in a more efficient manner than we did the previous three uh, yeah, if I was gonna rank them that's a really good question I think you know based on what I've been hearing from like NFL people, it seems like J.J. McCarthy is like definitively the fourth guy, you know, for the It does league. seem like he's climbing back up after Nick's yeah. had a couple of good weeks. Yeah, and like I think that's – it makes sense like when you watch him. I think when you watch him, like obviously there's not a lot to draw from there. There's not a lot of kind of like, oh, like he throws – I think there was – what was it? It was like over three games he threw for like 250. And, you know, like Bo Nix and Michael Penix do that like in a quarter. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's just like such a different evaluation. So you're like – hunting and pecking and clawing and watching all this film from him. But I think the thing that you come out of it is like he has he has the arm talent. He has the ability. He's played in a very complicated pro style offense already in at Michigan. And um, I don't think he layers throws particularly well. I think he's a better athlete than people think. But um, he he is very physically talented. And I think that's the thing that I keep forgetting about with the evaluation is there is a, I do this thing that's a binary yes, no, right? And so what it is, is just like physically, can they play the position at the NFL level? And so there's times where you're watching guys, you're like, I don't know, you know what I mean? I don't know if he's fast enough or big enough or whatever. And I think McCarthy emphatically checks that box from like a tool standpoint. And so I think NFL coaches know that like they get him in the building, it's going to be okay. Now, if you're talking about film, like Bo Nix's film is way better. I think even Penix Jr.'s film is way better, but I think there's that that uh, he shows you enough of the physical traits to say, hey, I can I can be the fourth guy. Now, do I love that? Probably not. But I'm going to kind of lean to the NFL. I'm going to defer to the NFL in this situation because I'd probably have Bo Nix ahead of him. Might even have Michael Penix ahead of him, honestly, based on really? my evaluation. But but I, I get what the NFL is talking about with him. And I think that's where I'm going to say, just like I understand it. Do I agree with it from a talent evaluation? Probably not, but I'm going to put him at four just for the conversation. So you're on, but I want your rankings. Like Scout Logan here. <laughs> Scout Logan's going Knicks, McCarthy, Penix, or Knicks, Knicks, uh, Penix, McCarthy? 
it's tough. It's really like these guys, these guys, this group is really hard, a little bit harder than the first group. Cause I feel like that, you know, it's Caleb and then there's a camp for, uh, for Drake may. And I understand that camp and there's a camp for Jaden Daniels. And I kind of think if I were going to rank those guys, Caleb, Drake may Daniels is probably how I'd go. And it's close, but I think that the passing ability of Drake may kind of makes that a little bit easier. This group is hard, man. It is hard. It's like, what flavor of ice cream do you want? Yeah. Like if you want a dude with a cannon arm that can like kind of touch everywhere in the field, it's Penix. But Penix can't make every single throw because everything's coming out like a freaking laser beam. He can't run around as much as you want. He's a true pocket passer. With you know a, what? That's just great. Like he's like Byron Leftwich. Uh, yeah, but he's released. Uh, yeah, like that, but a, but but arm, a much faster release. Yeah, yeah Leftwich, much faster release. Yeah, but like Leftwich just threw darts everywhere. He stood yeah. back there. He wasn't mobile, and he just threw darts, and he didn't layer throws, and he just like that ball was coming through your chest plate, whether it was a five yard comeback or like a 25 yard dig, like it was yeah. going to hit you between the numbers and knock your breath out. And so there's definitely that element to his game. So you don't see a lot of like, Oh, look at this nice touch throw. Like you get from Drake may or, or even Jaden Daniels. You don't get that from him. It's like howitzer, howitzer, deep ball. Here's Roma Dunes, a mossing somebody. Here's Pope jumping over a guy and making a contested catch. And he's great at those. And he's good at giving those guys opportunities. But that if that's your flavor, Take that flavor. Bo Nix, I think, does a much better job with, like, the three levels of the field. You got quick game, you got intermediate, you got deep stuff. Did they ask him to do a lot of the deep stuff? No, it was a lot of, like, quick screens. That Oregon offense is very kind of gimmicky in that way. Quick screens, slants, you know, they got the middle of the field stuff. And he sees it, and he's very he's very physically gifted from an arm and movement standpoint. He's very fast, fat, much faster than I thought, much better athlete than I thought. So that's why I'd probably put him ahead. Of, Bone, of, uh, of Michael Penix Jr., excuse me. Um, but I can see why, that's my personal ranking, but I can see why someone would say, shoot, I like the guy with the howitzer over this guy who's in kind of this gimmicky college offense. Now, he does make all the throws. He's got the ability. I think the thing we forgot to talk about with the other guys, too, is that Bo Nix was bad at Auburn, like like just not yeah. good. And then Penix has this crazy injury injury history. Same thing with Jaden Daniels. Like Jaden Daniels has 14 amazing games, and then when you look at Drake May, he's got 28 amazing, like really good games. You know what I'm saying? So like the body right. work Daniels there, at ASU, hit. not super special. Right. Probably a fourth round pick, maybe a fifth round pick. And now we're talking about maybe maybe top five pick in the NFL. So, but that's what I think about Bo Nix. I like Bo Nix's film a little bit better, but then he goes down to the senior bowl, struggles a little bit. You don't see it quite be as dynamic as you were hoping for. So I'm a little gun shy for that, but I'd probably go him. Penix, and then I would probably go McCarthy. And again, that's my ranking because there's just not a lot of stuff to make decisions on. Like when you, it's the same thing. If you watch McCarthy's highlight tape, you're like, oh, this is for sure an NFL quarterback. Then you watch a game, you have to watch a couple games with him. You watch like three or four games with him, and you're like, there's an inconsistency to his play that is a little alarming. But the, in terms of tools, he's probably got the best tools like consistent tools of the bunch. And I think that's why people in the NFL are higher on them. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Yeah, I think the age thing also becomes really interesting because Penix yes. and Nix are older. McCarthy's 21, which yeah. also gives you hope for the body type because yes. he's 6'3". Like, I mean, his weigh-in is actually huge for him, yeah. Andy. If he weighs in at 220 or 215 even, then you're like, oh, he's going to be QB4. Yeah. Like, done. Like, not done, but like... But he's going to run well. He's going to jump well. He's, he's going to run well. He's going to jump well. All that stuff. So does he? he's most recently listed... A Google search tells you that he's 6'3", yeah. 203. Yeah. That is not a, small. Not a, not a big guy, right? Yeah. yeah. At 6'3", you need to be weighing more than 203 to play NFL <laughs> quarterback. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a yikes. And he looks thin. Like, when you yeah. watch him out there, you're like, that's not a big dude. Um, so if he comes in at 215 and you're like, well, he's 21 years old. By the time he's 23, by the time he's the age of these other guys, he'll be 225 and it'll be fine. Like, cool, we're done. Like, we're now, now what is he as a talent? And with that, that worry gone, see ya. And so I think it's a big week for McCarthy. He's going to interview really well. You know that, you know, obviously he can take really high-level coaching because Harbaugh was his guy at, at Michigan. Um, I think there's a lot to like there, but um, I, think, I, think, I think talking about that, you know, the age and maturity and the consistency and all those things, I think we talked about it some with May in that first group. I think McCarthy obviously is the outlier here with the other two guys are 23. I think they both are currently, and McCarthy is, is only 21. Yeah, and I think the other thing just to point out is the uh, is the TCU game last year. They had to throw the ball a lot because the game flow got a little crazy, and I think he threw a pick. But you see that ability just to kind of touch all spots of the field. It feels very NFL starter-ish in terms of his command and his composure. So, And they're playing TCU, so take that for what it's worth. But I, th I think that like when I talk to NFL people, they say, oh, watch that TCU game. And I get it. When you watch a TCU game, you get it. But it's like that's one game out of the last couple of years. But, again, very talented guy. But, again, for me, it's probably Bo Nix, Penix, and then him. But I, I totally understand the NFL's perspective. If you guys are at home, Google the TCU game. Watch it. Let me know what you think in the comments. But that's a big element for him. And then I think the, the, like the, the physical tools are also really sharp. And then to get the endorsement from Harbaugh, too, I think it's also kind of a big deal. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, going to be an interesting week for all three of those guys, for sure. And then obviously the pro days and all that kind of stuff, you know, I, and, and then I think we'll start to get a better sense through some of the mock drafts and stuff, just how high that QB four is going. Like, are we talking about three quarterbacks in the top three and one of them goes, I mean, Matt Miller's first, I think Matt's changed off of this now, but like his first one, he had McCarthy going like seven. Like, well, right now, uh, eight, eight is the spot everyone's saying, right? Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta. So could you see could you see that? Or are we talking about, you know, 13 to Las Vegas? Are we talking 16? Like, because if all of a sudden McCarthy goes eight, let's say, like, are all six of these dudes going in the first round? Like, it, it becomes very possible very quickly. And that, obviously, I th would say is great for the commanders because it bumps other, other players down. Yeah. But, I mean, it's – who knows? Who knows? Yeah, and I also think that, that that trade back scenario is really interesting too, like with Atlanta specifically for, for Washington. And people say, oh, well, we need a quarterback. But I just saw a recent kind of projected trade value for um, for the commanders, uh, not for the for, for Atlanta to go to one. And it was three first three first round picks, three second round picks over the next couple of years of drafts. And that that is an organizational, you know, windfall in terms of your ability to kind of build through the draft. So <clears throat> Maybe Washington trades, they, they pick that guy. Maybe it's McCarthy or Bo Nix or whatever it looks like. Right. So 
I think it's important we address those guys. I think it's too high for both those guys. And quite honestly, like I could even see like Jane Daniels slipping to eight in some weird universe, like after the combine comes out, interviews are done, like he slips to eight. Maybe that works out. But I think like it's important to note that we're talking a lot about quarterbacks here, but I do think because of the value of Drake May, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, there is a lot of potential draft capital that could be returned here. And then we're talking about one of these three guys is maybe the guy they're they're going with for the season. So, and I think that just comes down to like how much more do you like those top guys than these guys? Because if it's not that much, then you should trade down. Like, and we'll or, talk about or, those situations. To me, to me, or it's even the value. If, if the value is crazy, if someone's giving you four, like three firsts and three seconds to move up that many spots, yeah. Like, well, unless unless you think that you're like you secretly think that you know one of these dudes is Mahomes because there's no you could trade hey Kansas City I'll give you my next how many are we allowed to trade I'll give you that for Mahomes they're going no like absolutely not um so it just it just depends but like yeah no I I tend to agree with you and again it's like okay if I my QB3 and QB4 aren't that different cool let's trade down um so so we'll see